you don't hear the cars anymore. So when you're out there, you're hearing everything. If there's wildlife, you'll hear them. And that's what happened to me. I rounded a corner on the trail and I heard something like, um, just like a, a hoof sound or something. So I looked over to my right and I saw two mule deer literally within, oh, probably two to three feet away from me. So I had to stop, pulled out my camera, took some pictures of them, took some video. Um, you can check out my reel that I put on. I put two reels on of me uh, filming these mule deer. And one of those reels over the past hour is up to like over 4,000 views already, which has been interesting to watch. Uh, my phone's just blowing up right now with the likes. So keep them coming. Hello and welcome to the Up and Running Podcast. This is episode number 37. My name is Paul Ventura and I am your host. Well, I'm really happy to be back on the microphone talking to you. Today I'm going to be bringing you another amazing trail to run when you're out in the city of Boulder, Colorado. So I actually did this run today, late this afternoon, early evening. It is called Lion's Lair Trail, and um, literally, it is just north of Pearl Street. So if you know the city of Boulder, if you've been there and you've been on Pearl Street, the Pearl Street Outdoor Mall, you literally just go up a couple miles from there, uh, and you're at the trailhead. Um, so this is a 4.1 mile out and back trail. It's considered a moderate trail. And the reason that it's considered a moderate trail is because of the elevation gain that that you actually come across when you're doing it. So I want to talk to you about, tell you the elevation gain that I saw on this. So the actual trailhead, because obviously it's Boulder, Colorado, and it, it is at elevation, it starts at 6,141 feet. And I didn't do the entire, all the way to the end, I went out about two and a half miles and then turned around and came back. I didn't want to get caught in the dark. Um, but at the maximum elevation, I got to 6,791 feet. And I can tell you, yes, I felt it. So, I mean, I don't live in altitude. I live in Southern California. So anytime I'm running at altitude, I definitely feel it. Um, so there's some climbing. Um, the trail starts off moderate it's a, a moderate grade and it's gradual so you know it kind of lures you in right so when you start on the trailhead you start making your way up but then I'd say probably around maybe 15 minutes in is where you actually start really taking taking some climbs up where you're stepping up on top of rocks um, rocks that are easy to navigate but you know you're having to bring your knees up to kind of get up over these rocks and then there's some switchbacks. 
So overall, if you're um, an experienced runner who's all on trails a lot, you'll find this, you know, it's a workout, but easy to navigate. Um, you know, when you go on All Trails, the website All Trails, that does a really great um, description of trails. And they have a map of Lion's Lair. The full name is Lion's Lair Spur Trail. And, um, you know, one of the things that they talk about is how well-maintained the single track trail is. And that it's mostly through an evergreen forest. So it is. Um, there's a lot of forest around you. Um, it's, it's really, really pretty. There's a point that you get to where the ground turns kind of like a red, a red dirt and then red rocks, which is really cool. It reminds me of, um, really the Red Rock Amphitheater that is here in Colorado. Um, that's kind of what it looks like as you start getting deeper into the run and into the trail as these rocks start kind of just showing up all over the place. Um, and they're, they're, I mean, I ended up stopping and taking pictures because I couldn't resist. They were too uh, cool looking. And then there's a point where you're coming up to the rocks and they're literally steps. The, um, the rocks have been uh, carved out. So the people who put the trail together and carved the trail out, carved into these red rocks and created steps. So I do have pictures of that that I'll put on my Instagram page so you can see what it looks like. Um, when you do the entire trail run, you have a total elevation gain of 810 feet. And um, I mentioned length of it, I'll just mention it one more time here. It's a 4.1 mile out and back trail. Um, so it's kind of like that perfect amount of, you know, trail and running time that you're out there where you're not out there too long. Um, and there were people, there were people out there. There were hikers when I was there. There are no mountain bikes allowed on the trail, so you don't see them. And then you also, um, you cannot bring your, your pets. You can't bring your dogs out on the trail. They don't allow it. So I didn't see any dogs either. But I did see uh, wildlife, which was really cool and unexpected for me. So on the way back, um, which is really a net downhill, um, because you're really climbing as you're going out on the trail, you're, you're doing a lot of climbing. On the way back, it's all downhill. And on the way back, um, it's really quiet. You know, you're far enough from the road that um, you don't hear the cars anymore. So when you're out there, you're hearing everything. If there's wildlife, you'll hear them. And that's what happened to me. I rounded a corner on the trail and I heard something like, um, just like a, a hoof sound or something. So I looked over to my right and I saw two mule deer literally within, oh, probably two to three feet away from me. So I had to stop pulled out my camera, took some pictures of them, took some video. Um, you can check out my reel that I put on. I put two reels on of me uh, filming these mule deer. And one of those reels over the past hour is up to like over 4,000 views already, which has been interesting to watch. Um, my phone's just blowing up right now with the likes. So keep them coming. Um, yeah, so... What else uh, what to really kind of stood out to me on this trail? There's a point where you're getting um, probably, I'd say, less than a mile from the mount. Um, so there's a mountain, right? You go to the very top, and it's called Mount Sanitas. And before you get there, you're overlooking 
the valley below and what I could clearly see below as I was up there was um, CU so I could see CU Boulder really clearly the the buildings the brick buildings um, so I have a picture that I'll post on Instagram where you could see the uh, amazing view of the valley below um, so I have to say this is definitely one of the best runs I've done so far on on a trail um, for a couple reasons. One, it's in Boulder, which is, again, I think is widely considered one of the meccas of running. Um, the weather was really great today. It was kind of warm. It was 90 degrees today was the high. But by the time I got running, it was probably a lot more closer to low 80s. Um, so it was bearable. Uh, but you definitely get a workout because of the climbing. But on the way back, you get that break because it's downhill. And there are rocks on the trail, so you do have to keep an eye out and there are switchbacks and some of the turns especially when you're coming back down are kind of tight so you know be very careful with footing um, so you don't lose your footing um, but I highly recommend this run the name of it again is Lion's Lair Spur Trail and then I again will post uh, I'll actually post a map so if people are thinking about coming out and doing this run um, you know exactly where to go but I would also point you to all trails. So if you go to alltrails.com, just type in uh, in the search bar, Lions, Lair, Spur Trail, and then it'll give you all of the relevant information that you want. It even includes on all trails, the page, a weather forecast. So I like that. I already usually know what the weather's gonna be. Um, but when I'm running in the mountains, uh, because I know it, generally starts to get darker in the mountains partly because of all the trees around blocking the sun um, I like to know what time sunset is so I always like to if I'm on a trail like I was tonight I want to get back about an hour before it starts to get sunset um, I highly recommend that it was my first time out there so I didn't know the trail exactly like the back of my hand um, but there were some I would call them landmarks that like a boulder here or a turn there that I remembered that were helpful. So um, I, I don't think it's something that's too terribly difficult to remember where you went out and how to come back. Plus, seeing all the people definitely helps. So um, if when you consider running on trails, you're considering, you know, how many people were in the parking lot. Let me talk about that real quick. When you pull up to the parking lot, um, it's not a big parking lot. It's very small. It's basically a, a shoulder off of the road. And the, the road itself is a two-lane highway um, with some curves on it. So you basically just pull off into the dirt. Um, and I would say there's enough space there to fit probably six cars. Um, as you come up to it, there's room for maybe another three cars. So maybe nine cars total is what it will fit. Um, so there's not a whole lot. A parking space so that's something to remember it's free to park there's nothing um, there to charge you or no one there to charge you and then there is right at the trailhead a, a nice map so um, so you kind of see how it goes out and back and it's marked very well so there you have it um, another recommendation from me um, when you're out there looking for another new place to run
Well, high school cross country is in full swing at this point. We've already had two big invitationals take place. The first one was a couple weeks ago, which was the Cool Breeze Invitational. That invite last year was at the Rose Bowl. So the golf course right around the perimeter of the Rose Bowl was the site last year. This year it changed and it was at the venue where the LA County Fair takes place, which is Fairplex Pomona. And uh, we just recently, last week, had the Woodbridge Cross Country Classic Invitational. And I was just reading on Prep Caltrack, the website, which is put together by Rich Gonzalez. So if you've never checked out Prep Caltrack, you should check it out. Mr. Gonzalez does an amazing job of compiling the latest news on high school rankings, um, pictures, photographs, everything that you want to know about these invitationals is on there. Um, results included, of course. Um, so yeah, check out Prep Caltrack. You can do the same on Instagram. And uh, you can actually, I will tell you what the handle is because this is a, a place that I go to to check out what the division rankings are and basically just stay on top of um, interviews and uh, results and everything for the sport. Um, so on Instagram, it's rich underscore prep cal track. So check that out. So yeah, I was just reading that Woodbridge had over 10,000 runners attend it, which um, as was listed on the website um, and put together and written by Rich Gonzalez, uh, probably going to be the largest meet in the U.S. maybe or definitely on the West Coast. So that's pretty huge, right? That meet just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so if you um, don't know or have some background or history of Woodbridge, so Woodbridge, the actual invitational started way, way, way back uh, when I was running the Woodbridge <laughs> cross country invitational was going on um, and it was put on by Woodbridge the high school and ever since back in the 90s it's just exploded and you see some of the fastest races run there um, because the actual course is always fast it's grass it's flat and so there's a combination of grass or dirt but that grass itself is just so so thin that you know, these athletes can really get out there and break records and set PRs and that kind of thing. So another element to it is that it happens at nighttime. Um, uh, the sweepstakes races happen at nighttime. And so everything is, um, there's just a real excitement in the air. There's lights everywhere. Um, I mean, thousands of people. And, um, you know, it's also filmed, right? So you see this like, kind of all black golf cart with a driver passenger and then camera uh, people on the back um, so it's just it's something to watch it's something to really kind of take in which I had the opportunity to do because my son uh, Russell was participating with Canyon High School uh, at the race so got to see some of the races there for the boys on the boys side and then um, got to see part of the race for the girls varsity squad as well and you know canyon it is my alma mater so i will talk about it canyon did well um they uh, went out there and they did well so that was really exciting to see 
So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do uh, coming up this week. Uh, so there is the uh, Century League preview or League preview as it is called at Yorba Regional Park. That's taking place um, actually tomorrow. Um, and then this weekend is a Sunny Hills Invitational that they will be uh, participating in as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the results come out there. So good luck. Good luck all you Canyon runners. Uh, we'll be watching. Um, so just to give a shout out to the girls, the Canyon Varsity girls, um, the most recent rankings uh, is that in Division Two, the Canyon High School Varsity squad girls team is ranked fifth so fifth out of ten so great job girls keep up the good work and really excited to see what you all do um, the whole rest of the season it's crazy it's time to talk about something everybody loves and that's really great food so this summer my family and I my wife Tracy and the kids Russell and Emma we had a really really great opportunity to take a vacation we took a vacation to Hawaii and the island that we spent our time at was Maui and so uh, what I want to tell you about is you know I'm you can find great food all over the island but um, I'm going to specifically talk about the Hyatt where we stayed. So I think if you're on the island of Maui, you're probably, you know, not going to be thinking, well, let me turn over here just off the street here to go to the Hyatt. But I say you should because at the Hyatt, they have a little restaurant there that we tended to go to each morning. And the restaurant is called Swan Court because if you haven't been to the Hyatt on Maui and uh, the area uh, that you know I'm kind of talking by about is not too far from Lahaina Village so over on that side of Maui um, Swan Court it is named Swan Court because the property features swans there are actual swans and um, like water features like these little ponds everywhere with bridges that cross over them so it's really really a beautiful property with these swans everywhere so overlooking all of the swans and the different water features which of course beyond that is the pacific ocean so you have this amazing view um you can get a really great breakfast there and specifically what i'm talking about and i am going to post these pictures on my instagram page i want to tell you about their French toast and they call it namely uh, or aptly named the Hawaiian French toast and so I'm actually pulling up a picture of it right now because I'm sitting here and I wish I had this in front of me to eat uh, but I don't so I'm going to describe it to you um, first of all 
you're starting with these thick slice pieces of it's like Hawaiian bread, right? It's not just regular bread, but it's Hawaiian bread. And who doesn't love Hawaiian bread? Because it's sweet. So you're already starting with that. So there's these thick cut pieces of Hawaiian bread that are obviously dipped in egg and toasted. But they don't just give you like four pieces of the toast. They give you, I'm counting them, one, two, three, four, five, six. And I mean, they completely eclipse the plate that it comes on. So not only are they already to start with thick, toasted, sweet Hawaiian bread, but then what they do is they add toasted coconut and then they sprinkle that all over the top of the toast. And then, you know what I'm about to say, then they take powdered sugar and then they dump that all over the toasted coconut and then we're not done. On top of that, they take what probably is a ice cream scooper, but instead of ice cream, it's just a big dollop of butter, right? I mean, this butter is like the most yellow butter you can imagine. Um, but I think there might be coconut in the butter too. So then that's put right on top. And then of course you garnish it with syrup. So, uh, I had this dish, this breakfast, three days in a row. <laughs> Not because there weren't any other choices on the menu. It was just that good. Like, you know, I, I just couldn't not have it. Um, so, and, and by the way, I had never had Hawaiian French toast before. Um, so this was new to me. Um, and it was very exciting because uh, one of the things I did do... Um, you know, a lot of people say vacation is for vacation and that means relaxing. And the last thing I'm ever going to do is work out. But I'm weird like that. So I actually run when I'm on vacation. Um, and all you people who do the same, you're like throwing a fist in the air going, yes. Um, I mean, how can you not run in a beautiful place like Hawaii and Maui and take in all the beautiful sights? And, and there's probably... I mean, there's no better way, I think, than running because you see it all at your own pace, literally. Um, and it's just a great way to kind of get to know a place is go out and run. So on the menu, uh, I do have the menu still from the Swan Court at the Hyatt Hotel. It is the Hawaiian French Toast, which is right smack dab in the middle of the menu. And this is what they say. House-baked coconut bread. So that's what it is. It's house-baked coconut bread with, I'm going to say this wrong, probably, Liliko'i butter. Liliko'i butter, spelled L-I-L-I-K-O apostrophe I butter, which I really should look that up because I feel like I'm leaving everyone, including myself, hanging right now, not knowing um, what that is exactly. So I'm looking it up right now. And uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. So give me a description of what it is. I see pictures, lots of really vivid, delicious looking photographs. Um, so here's what it says. Lilikoi, which is passion fruit butter. It's tart yet slightly sweet, vibrant yellow goodness. 
that pairs perfectly with toast, pancakes, and tarts. I will be the first to tell you that it is crazy good. Um, so I was wrong. It's not coconut butter. It's even better than that. Uh, another description is sweet, tangy, and delicious. This creamy butter can be used over pancakes, toast, and muffins. Wow. So where do I buy that? Um, it looks like I could actually buy it online from King's Hawaiian. So that's good to know. Uh, yes. So let me let me see uh, if I left anything out. Oh, and I was talking about syrup that I garnished it with. It wasn't just regular syrup. It was coconut syrup. So I'm actually a huge fan of coconut, whether it's toasted, whether it's paired with chocolate, whether it's on a German chocolate cake, which features a whole lot of coconut smothered in basically chocolate frosting. I'm a big fan of that. Um, so there you have it. So if you happen to be planning a trip to the island of Maui, definitely stop off at the Hyatt and go to the Swan Court and have their Hawaiian French toast. You're going to love it. hope you enjoyed this episode of the up and running podcast i'm going to be putting out more upcoming episodes over the next few weeks so stay tuned i will uh, put on my instagram when they are dropping um, and share it with a friend share this podcast with a friend if you're into running and you're into food this is a great podcast for you to listen to and pass on to others who are into the same stuff if you have any ideas that you would like me to feature on the show, like a great place you think is awesome to have food or that you like a dish at, tell me what it is. Send me a direct message and then I'll head over there and I'll check it out myself. Um, give me a recommendation and then I'll talk about it as well. And I'll explore other things that they have there as well. Um, as far as upcoming topics, I have a whole lot of ideas. So I took a trip to Mammoth. This summer, had an opportunity to be a chaperone for Canyon High School, and that was an amazing trip. So the next podcast episode that I do, I will be talking about the amazing runs that we all did uh, in Mammoth, California. Uh, that was my first time there, and it definitely will not be my last time to Mammoth. Uh, it, it was, it's an amazing place. Those of you who know it are like, wow it took you that long to get there it did it took me that long but now i've done it so stay tuned uh, more to come on the up and running podcast have a great next run